Welcome to KC Corner, episode 136, and the last episode of 2022. We, let's call this the Christmas edition. Yes, yes, so we can do that. You know, which is awesome. So The Christmas edition, the year in review for 2022. We're going to hit all of our highlights, <laughs> a nice three-hour special. I love it, you know? I don't think three hours is enough, Brooks. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. We're just going to put all the, tape all the episodes together. You can listen there to you them go. straight through. Just, you know, can you think of a better way to spend Christmas? There, there's literally no better way than spending it. <laughs> with us too in your years we could have like the 12 days of christmas the, mm-hmm. you know, the 12 days of casey corner yes exactly like that, you know? exactly we oh, can do gosh. some singing for you i know you like to do that around your dinner table this time i do you know the interesting thing we do that we really uh it's been such an amazingly busy advent it's the number of times we've done that it's been like on one hand it's mm-hmm. uh you've just completely neglected your family completely <laughs> just the materialism has gotten in it's run rampant you know it's just been we're so going in different directions you know <laughs> i remember the first time i did it at your house uh and if you've ever had the pleasure of being at the jake's house during christmas year yeah explain what it is this so is so they have uh the 12 glasses for the 12 days of christmas and mrs jake's just hands you a glass she doesn't look at it you don't look at it and whatever day you have you have to sing that part of the song yeah, after solo. dinner a solo a solo yeah. So yeah. my first part was five golden oh, rings, and man, you got to and you got to hit the note. Yeah, you, you absolutely do. have to hit the note, and that was pretty. I was probably like ten or eleven. It was yeah, pretty intimidating. Yeah. I'm sure we didn't make fun of you. No, yeah, knowing you guys, you definitely did. Oh my goodness! You know, it's funny to watch people come into our house and just say, "No, no, we're singing this." And, <laughs> you know, and I've had people, live, yeah, they like seriously, but and uh, then there's some showmen, you know, that they really get into oh, it some and try really and hit do. the notes. Some think they're better than they are, and uh, yeah, but it's it's uh, it's a great time. Have you ever had any actual uh, singers or artists at the table, uh, or have they all just like? No, nah, I think we're all glass? fakers. All they fakers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, uh, we you know we actually had the worship team over uh, for watching the Andrew Peterson concert, so mm-hmm. that was nice. So we had them and made everybody, you know, Wayne, our drummer, you know, Jackson, <laughs> the bass and guitar player. We had Antonio. You know, Scott, well, he's used to singing, and, but it was it was great. That's great. That is fun. great. It was well, fun. Well, it's a fun time of year, that's for sure. It is a fun time of year. And we got a, we got a busy few days leading up to Christmas Eve. Christmas Are you ready Day. for Christmas? I'm ready for Christmas. Seriously? You already got my gift? I already got the gift. I'm done, <laughs> sort of done shopping. Uh, I got to gotta wrap all the presents now. You know, I went online today for, uh, 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 I, he's not listening, I'll take my brother, and uh <laughs> And I was thinking, oh, I, I'm going to get him something. I'll, I'll, look on, I'll look on Amazon. I found the perfect thing after Christmas. You mm-hmm. know? I was like, oh, I waited too yeah. long. Yeah, you know? the so. delivery time of December 29th isn't going to work. Hey, Brooke, speaking of delivery time, I got a new iPhone. Nice. You know the deal? Got robbed on the way here. They delivered yesterday a empty box. <laughs> And they, they and no you know, way. thankfully, I wasn't here. My son-in-law Todd took the the guy took the box back with him, but we t- he took a picture of it. Todd was smart enough, but you know, you get notification, hey, it's on the way, and you get mm-hmm. you know this oh, FedEx yeah. tracking stuff, and then you know it's supposed to show up, and the box has been torn open and empty. That's brutal. And that's an exciting day when you get a new phone too. Yeah, you're looking really forward exciting. to it. Your your old phone's like on its last legs, and, and, and it is on its last legs. But you know, the the thing is, is you quickly realize this is not really a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this is first world problem. Yes, you know, there's, there's people struggling with real issues and I'm getting upset because someone ripped off my new phone, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I'm like, okay. Because you know eventually it's going to work out. Eventually yeah. you're going to get it. It's not like I'll never get another phone, but... Mm-hmm. 
yeah. we're being very thankful this morning talking we are, about new phones we? and all the presents <laughs> we're buying and exactly everything. oh golly all right well let's jump in what w- do you think wonder of wonders thank you Bathsheba Thank you, Bathsheba. And, you know, here we have uh, Matthew showing, a, throwing a little shade her way, not even giving her the name and genealogy, but referencing her to the story. I mean, hey, this is through Uriah's wife, Uriah the Hittite. And as we sang the song from Andrew Peterson uh, with that song's called Matthew Begets that kind of goes over that genealogy, he says by dead Uriah's wife, which, I mean, mm-hmm. whoa, man, you really kind of gets focus in on the story. But... Bathsheba's an interesting character. I mean, again, somebody obviously a beautiful that uh, was in the wrong place at the wrong time, taking a bath with King David, uh, not being where he's supposed to be and not acting at all like a godly man. And, you know, uh, the tryst that happens uh, uh, because of that, this leads to all kinds of debauchery and all kinds of brokenness. But God doesn't just push her or David out of the story, you know, and it's, it's not like, um, hey, they're not going to be used in redemptive history. They are. Uh, and Or that they're banished from the family. They're not. And uh, here is Bathsheba. I mean, again, mostly known as somebody else's wife, but who is now David's wife, who's going to be used by God um, to help secure God's plan. And it's really encouraging that, you know, we're not disqualified as sinners from God's hand. If we were God's plan, or God's plan. God's plan would never go anywhere because we're all sinners. But sometimes I know when people look in the mirror, when I look in the mirror, you, you ask the question, you know, can God use me? You know, what do I have? Look what I've done or whatever. Um, it's just encouraging to see God doesn't disqualify using Bathsheba. And uh, anyway, it's mm-hmm. good stuff. Yeah, and what I've been thinking about recently was I'm pretty sure I stole Reflections of the Psalms out of your little library at the church. Right. Uh, I've been reading that, nice. and he talked about how we want the Bible to be this just like very encyclopedia. In this circumstance, I go to this part of the book, yeah. and it tells me exactly what to do. And he's like, God knows that that's not best for us. It's yeah. just like black and white encyclopedia. Yeah. He wants different stories and thinking about all uh, from Tamar to Rahab to Ruth to Bathsheba, all the brokenness in their lives and how it led to Jesus is, is incredible. It makes the story more beautiful. It amplifies the glory, the beauty, the majesty, the mystery, the wonder of wonders of how God did it. And, you know, God in his wisdom did not give us a textbook and it's not even a systematic theology book. He gave us a story mm-hmm. and, uh, um, and he doesn't sugarcoat it. He doesn't gloss over it. doesn't Photoshop it. And he just lets us know, but specifically really what I want to go to is, you know, um, what I really hope to say was two, well, a couple things. One is, as we mentioned, sinners aren't disqualified from God's story. And the next big one is sinners aren't disqualified from God's family. You know, it just as I preach Brooks and I look around and I could see people's faces and you, you kind of, you know, their story. Um, you just want to remind them. I mean, every one of us has made bad decisions and there's, there's people sitting there and there's people standing here, you know, as I'm preaching it that are, uh, that are broken that, that have made bad decisions. I mean, real bad decisions, sometimes costly ones. And you, sometimes, uh, you wonder, man, am, am I, am I kicked out? Am I disqualified? And, and, uh, it's just so good to know that God's grip on us, he'll never let us go. And I, I love that. And mm-hmm. I just love the reality. What ultimately is going to win the day is 
Bathsheba's not going to be ultimately known as Uriah the Hittite's wife or David's wife. I mean, ultimately, she's going to be known by God as a child of King Jesus. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when you're reading the Bible, you think, is this Game of Thrones? Did I pick up the wrong (laughs) book or something? But it's all part of God's story and how he uses uh, that brokenness and definitely doesn't disqualify us from the family. Well, in things like Game of Thrones, uh, it will certainly kind of, uh, let me see, how do I want to say this? It kind of whispers in its own way the story of the Bible of, of, a, of a fight for the throne and who rightfully could sit on that throne. Bran, the broken. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, it's like it's, we talked about God gave us a story. And we love stories because God made us in his image. And mm-hmm. so movies, I mean, books, uh, stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just awesome. And... Uh, uh, I know you love stories, but I think that that all whispers back to the ultimate story. And because we're broken, we pervert the story and we love the dark parts of the story probably more than we should. But yeah, but really, let's come back and say what I would love to to tackle a little bit. And what I really wanted the people to see is there is um, in the midst of our choice, God's plan unfolds. And so there's this great collision of mystery here, Brooks, that... Um, scripture reveals God's sovereign. And if he's not, if he's not in control, we don't want to know him. We want to run from him because if there's something that he can't control, he's not all powerful and we're not sure he's all good. So anyway, um, and here you have uh, man's choice. Um, and specifically you had Ajaniah, one of King David's sons making the choice. I am going to set myself up as King. I mean, he, you know, he doesn't confer with the Lord. He doesn't, he's like, hey, I, I'm doing this. I'm going to be a self I declare myself I king. declare, you know, <laughs> I declare, I declare bankruptcy. I, 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 I declare um, that I'm king. And and he he was savvy enough to get Joab, who I call Joab the snake, who was head of uh, David's army. And he was in uh, Abathar, or however you pronounce his name, one of the priests. And so, you know, he's savvy and he gets some guys to run ahead of him. So it's not just like, I'm going to declare myself king. He's going to say, I'm going to do the things that make me look like king. Mm-hmm. And that was his decision. I mean, that was absolutely, he's culpable for it. He's he's acting out of what his desires are. God is not manipulating him. He is he is free in the, in the nature that he has to make the decisions that he's making. And yet in the midst of all of that, God's hand is going to override it. Mm-hmm. And he's going to, he's going to bring Nathan the prophet to... To kind of tell uh, Bathsheba to go into David, and then you get this really incredible story. And then you have Abishag, who oh my goodness, you know that what what a story in Abishag, yeah. you know. Again, one of those things like wow, you know. Let's start off the book of First Kings with the, the king is old and he's so cold, <laughs> we can't find an electric blanket, and so let's go get him a beautiful young virgin, you know, and lie in his arms. You're like, what? <laughs> it does sound like the Game of Thrones. Yes, it <laughs> does. So it, it, yeah. does. It really does. Um, so, uh, but you know, with that, um, it's it's this it's the story that's unfolding and all the events, and I love it because the gritty details. I mean, you know, there's there's Abishag when Bathsheba goes in, and how awkward is that? But you know, if we miss God's sovereignty, hey, didn't you promise? Didn't the Lord say? Didn't you say to the Lord, you know, that Solomon's going to be on the throne? And this is God's ultimate plan. And so here we are, we get to the genealogy of Jesus, and it seems to be so 
just locked in and you, you miss the, the mystery of how these things lined up to happen. I mean, a lot of things had to happen for mm-hmm. Rahab <laughs> to be in there. I mean, wow, a Canaanite prostitute that's mm-hmm. going to be at Jericho and she's not wiped out with her family. A lot of things had to happen that Ruth, a Moabite, would get in there. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of things had to happen for Tamar uh, to... to to, and, and as we sing the song with Andrew Peterson, Judah's woman, Tamar, you want to think, mm, that really wasn't Judah's woman. You know, that was Judah's daughter-in-law, you know? And so, uh, weird. But in the midst of it, God's plan. So how does that hit you and me, Brooks? It's like, you know, we're making decisions every day. You mm-hmm. know, you're, you're, let's just, let's talk about your upcoming wedding, March mm-hmm. March 12th? March 12th, yes. Nailed it, bro. Yeah, you nailed it. That's pretty impressive. The date you'll have to always remember. Yes. Brooks, yes you definitely. cannot forget can, March 12th. I can forget 312. my birthday. Exactly. Yeah, but that That's one it. you can't. Exactly. <laughs> nope, you got to have that one. So, um, you know, so here you're getting married to uh, Amy um, Elizabeth. Amy Elizabeth. Millette. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, um, you know, you guys were a part of the same church growing up, didn't really know each other, and never mm-hmm. saw each other. And, uh, you know, you guys had different paths. You didn't have friends. And all of a sudden, you know, God starts King's Chapel and mm-hmm. whew, you guys, uh, your paths cross and the rest is history. So, uh, you know, you could say, wow, that's pretty cool. I've met Amy, got to know her. She's awesome. She's going to be my wife. But the reality is, is gosh, before there was a Brooks, before there was an Amy, God had a plan mm-hmm. and uh, it had you guys in it. And it's something that you need a constant reminder or two of just your decisions. Just you're not disqualified from God's family because yeah. of your decisions and that the world is filled with sinners. The Bible is filled with sinners and he uses them <clears throat> in a bunch of different ways. And sin is sin. And, and, and you know, we're culpable for it. I mean, you know, and, and you, you're going to have consequences. And I, again, we talk about that great book. I mean, we see David's, David's life's never the same after mm-hmm. that incident with Bathsheba and Uriah the Hittite. And, And, you know, Nathan says to him, inspired by this Holy Spirit, hey, the sword's never going to leave your household. And and it doesn't. I mean, it's a, uh, um, yeah, his life takes a turn. It does. It definitely takes a turn. But but God's plan still unfolds. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know, my my life has taken turns, uh, whether health wise, career wise, you know, whatever it is, but God's plan unfolds. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, it's good. It's very good. That's the glorious part about it. Yeah, I can't always make sense of it. And there's there's wounds in it. You know, it's it's like uh, no one no one comes out of the story uh, uh, not broken more. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, everybody. The story because of the sin in the story is gonna it's gonna pierce us. Mm-hmm. Another another us. good quote from that reflections on the Psalms book. C.S. Lewis talked about. He equates him reading the Bible and trying to make sense about it. And his life is like his dog watching him read the Bible and his dog trying to make sense about it. It's like we can't even begin to grasp what yeah. the plan is and why things happen to us. Or anything. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's uh, And I think that that boils down to walking by faith. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's just like, do you, can we, can we trust? Because there's going to be, we see dimly, no matter how smart we think we are, how sophisticated we think we are, we see dimly. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good stuff. The, the Old Testament characters, they, they had to walk by even more faith. I mean, they, they didn't have the New Testament and Jesus on the cross to look to. It was it was purely faith. Well, you know, not only that, which is a great point, they didn't have the Holy Spirit the way we do. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't 
there was a promise. The prophet Joel is going to promise that the Holy Spirit will be poured out on all people. Mm-hmm. And your young men and women, they're going to prophesy and do great things. And we see that at Pentecost. But, you know, they they didn't have the power of the resurrected Christ in the Holy Spirit the way we do. Mm-hmm. And, and so you're right. It, may, it magnifies their faith. It magnifies their story, um, which is pretty amazing. It is. Uh, you so, got to constantly remind yourself about that too as you're reading through the Old Testament like well, these guys are such yeah. idiots they're such so knuckleheads they, they, so it was true. a completely different time yeah. you know I, I think of Moses and you know you think okay how can these people have any problems they're eating heavenly bread every day there's a pillar of fire at night there's a cloud by day hello God is with you He's what with the plagues the, the Red Sea I mean how many things do you need to know how can you complain and I'm thinking, oh man, I got more, and, you know, and, I, and I'm complaining. So yeah, yeah. But anyway, God is sovereign, Brooks. As we know, man is sinful, um, yet God's grace uh, is is trumps, and uh, you know His plan unfolds. And it's 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 certainly a confusing plan at times. I think of our own country and where we are and where we're headed, and you know, it feels like we're headed back to Roman days mm-hmm. and debauchery and. You know the this the the Christianity again is becoming more in the crosshairs of culture in a negative way. Mm-hmm. But hey, God's plans unfold, and not not that you say that flippantly, like ah, God's plans unfolding. I grieve that our country's where it is. You know, again, I saw a, a news report today that somebody said the answer to our problems. I think we talked about this at one time. The answer to the Earth's problems is population stop having babies you know so eventually stop having because every child you bring into the world they're a problem for the planet you know mm-hmm. they, they are polluting it so let's not have them and I, I think about this in a redemptive way you know we are to be reconcilers of, of God who's been reconciled we are to be ambassadors we are to be um, making a difference as Christians and so you're right, um, but all of us are leaving a footprint of carbon or whatever <laughs> we are leaving. But we're to bring light into the darkness. But here's, yeah, I, I just think about these people thinking this is the ultimate altruism. I'm going to be so good. I'm going to love Mother Earth so much that I'm going to. My solution is annihilation of humankind so mm-hmm. the Earth survives. You want to say, well, wait a minute, man. But you see, if you don't have the Holy Spirit inside you. You don't understand the gospel. This is where logic goes. This is where this is where you know altruism. I mean, trying to be good goes is going to be. Let's not have babies, image mm-hmm. bearers, and think about that. This is this is Satan, man. This smells like the, the pit of hell here. Because why? What did God say? Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth with my glory, my image bearers, and here Satan whispers in somebody who thinks they got a lot of they, they probably have a lot of degrees think it's a good idea hey here's here's a solution let's not have babies and let's <laughs> die off so that mother earth can continue and you're like wait a minute that's so antithesis of filling the earth with god's glory mm-hmm. yep and there's a <laughs> one of my good buddies uh old orangewood youth pastor jared jones yeah. uh, i forget exactly what was going on in the news but talking exactly about that like people not wanting to have kids it's ruining the earth and he sent out a tweet he's like i'm gonna have my fourth kid even harder now like i'm I'm, he's like i'm gonna have another kid like it's like you want to 
people don't have kids because they want to be financially set and kids are expensive. He's like, I'm going to push that limit of, you know, this kid puts us in a financial burden, but yeah. it's a blessing to our life. And I just thought that was a very funny quote that he says, like, I'm going to have this next kid even harder. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's, uh, that is so good. But, you know, I think that we subtly buy into the fact that life is about us and it centers around us and kids can become a burden and, and, uh, and they are, I mean, they are a terrible burden, but man, what a joy. I mean, Mm -hmm. as my three grandkids run around in my house, uh, (laughs) you know, they drove 14 hours to get down here, uh, to celebrate Christmas and Ford, the two year old. I mean, I watched it yesterday, Brooks. I mean, here he is. He cries for his mom. He's just like, oh, mom. He's so tired. He's so out of sorts. He's just crying for his mom. His mom picks him up. Then he's like uncomfortable there. And he wiggles out of her arms to cry for his mom. It's like, bro. Figure it out. Any idea. You know, your mom is right there. And I love it because Jesse's like, dad, there's a sermon illustration here. You know, I'm like, like, yeah. You know, she had to point it out. I'm a little slow. I'm like, oh, that's a good sermon. That's a great one. And I used it on the podcast. So you can't double use it. Exactly. It's like we cry out for God and we don't even know we're crying. He embraces us and we try to squirm out. Oh, help us. So anyway, hey, that's a deep dive. I know we wanted to do it, but can we talk a little bit about what's coming up with uh, what I hope to say? Absolutely. Um, again, it's it's. I was planning on preaching on Mary on Christmas Eve and ra- wa- wa- rounding up. No, no, no. Rounding out. Wound, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Rounding out? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Finishing up with, with Mary. <laughs> so, um, but you know, uh, it's interesting. I was, I, was, I was locked and loaded, ready to go. And um, I, I really felt like um, a sermon came my way that I, I, I got more excited about with Christmas Eve. And so I'm like, you know what? Christmas Eve, and anytime you preach on Mary, it's, it's, it's a little difficult because we know that there's traditions, uh, big traditions, Catholic Church, that views Mary differently than we do, that we would say scripturally portrays her. I mean, they would say she too is sinless and she's prayed to. I mean, there, there's, so when you talk about Mary uh, in a church setting, you know that there are a lot of people who are sitting there who have came, came up in a different tradition that are probably confused. I mean, you know, who is she? How do we treat her um, as this mother of God kind of person, the mother who gives birth to Jesus? Uh, and she's certainly an amazing woman. Um, and, uh, you know, the Lord's favor rested upon her. So I, I was sitting there thinking, okay, Christmas Eve, Mary, um, I, I, got a, I got a sermon right here in my hands that mm-hmm. I'm ready to go that uh, uh, with Mary. But something else for came up Christmas Eve, I'm like... I'm going to move that to Christmas Eve and I'm going to move Mary to Christmas Day. So in a sense, and I know that Christmas Day will be much lighter attended than Christmas Eve. And one of the things I want to talk to you about is set up my computer so I can record it. Okay, <laughs> It'll be recorded. Okay. Uh, which, uh, which will be great. So, um, but, uh, you know, Mary, it, you know, she, she needed a savior. So right there. There's a tradition that's wrong, but she's not sinless because mm-hmm. um, she will even say, you know, my Lord, my, 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 my savior. I mean, she, she will need to be rescued, but at the same time, she's someone who receives God's favor. She's somebody who, um, receives God's presence and somebody who's a part of God's rescue. And she's like us. I mean, she's different than us. No one else in history gave birth to God's son. 
I mean, she's amazing, but she, like us, made room in her heart for for her own son to be her savior. Mm-hmm. So cool. So that's that's Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. No spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> Still got to come out. In um, Christmas Eve, let me just say, um, it was. It's 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 gonna Brooksy. It's gonna be evangelistic, but it's. I'm gonna take the lyrics of a song. Do you see what I see? Do you hear what I hear? Do you know what I know? And 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 just ask the question. You could be close to Christmas, but not really see it. Mm-hmm. You could be close to the gospel, but not really hear it. You could be close to Jesus, but not really embrace it and know it. And do you really see, hear, and know? So mm-hmm. that's that's a. Uh, yeah, that's as much of a teaser I'm going to give. So. <laughs> You're doing a good job. Thank you. Without that's giving it. it all away. <laughs> so that'll be that'll be five and seven o'clock on Christmas Eve. Yes, and five o'clock is going to have the nursery, and uh, seven o'clock, and that's Saturday. It's going to be cold. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, well, we nice. we held off our weather talk 27 minutes. <laughs> that's pretty darn good, Buzz Brooks. <laughs> yeah, it's a very impressive. Maybe a white Christmas though. Who knows? Oh, here in Florida. My gosh, can you imagine? <laughs> oh my gosh, I would lose it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Five and seven on Christmas five Eve, and ten thirty on Christmas, Christmas Day. Day. And uh, you know, if if you come Christmas Day, love to have you uh, come casually. It will be a little bit less. Uh, it won't be quite as long, and it won't be a long service, but it'll be more of an acapella type service. But it'll be great. And then uh, we'll be back at it. I guess uh, Sunday's the first. So what is that? We're two, second, third, fourth. It'll be the, maybe the first KC corner yep. back at it. Yep. And the game plan, I know we've talked about it and hinted at it, but going through the Bible next year and yeah. that'll be part of our KC corners as well. Exactly. You know, what, what I meant to say, what I hope to say, and what the word says. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's there, we there, there we go. There we go. Marketing go. guy. What does the word say? Exactly. <laughs> Can't help it. Uh, which is good stuff. All right, bro. I think that's a wrap. I that think that is a wrap. Good. A great 2022 and big things come in 2023. Yeah. I, I think that I might be wrestling with a sin of pride right now. Cause I think that was a darn good episode. <laughs> that was bro. a really good episode. I mean, I really, I feel good about that. <laughs> I feel good about Just us. Just boast right on the air for our oh listeners to hear. <laughs> well, well, we'll see you guys on Christmas Eve and then back next year. Yeah, looking forward to it. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas.